following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised. The following is a Galactic Network podcast. Welcome to the Alien Invasion number 242, recorded on Thursday, April 26th, 2018, Alien Day. I'm Dave Nelson, along with Mr. Brad Ludwig. Coming up, something you can do at home to celebrate Alien Day. And is it an extraterrestrial craft or a helicopter? We'll tell you in the sighting segment and our picks and warnings. Before all that, though... Our question. Dave? Huh? Dave? Huh? Hey, Dave, what's the question? Okay, Brad, since it is Alien Day, 426, as in LV 426, question is, what alien movie would you want to be in? And I'm talking the Alien franchise. Alien, Aliens, Alien Resurrection. You can even count the last couple, Prometheus, and uh, Alien Predator? No. What's the, what's the one that came out last year? Alien going for coffee? Alien the Apology? Yes. <laughs> so any of the alien, the, the official alien movies, you know, the ones with the xenomorphs, which one would you want to be in and why? Well, technically none, because pretty much everybody dies. <laughs> if you're not If you're not Ripley, you're dead. So... Uh, I'm not Ripley, so I'm probably going to die. Okay. In your version of the Alien movies, mm-hmm. you also live. Oh, you know, I think I would do Aliens, the second film. So you can hang out with um, Bill Pol- Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Uh, no, because I probably would slap him. Like, pull it together, man. You're a freaking space marine. Stop yeah. whining. Yeah. <laughs> We're uh, all gonna. What? What did he say? We're all gonna die? No. Game over, man. Oh, Game yeah. over. Game over. We're all gonna die, man. Yeah. The difference between the two films: the first one was atmospheric horror. The second film was really more action adventure. <clears throat> so we got to see more of the technology. We got to see more of what Wayland yutani does and we got to see you know they terraform planets and then mine them and you know we got to see more of the world the universe as it were and i i kind of dug that i i really really dug that so i would really like to see see more of that and you know granted it sounds pretty bleak <laughs> corporations pretty much run ev- and own everything uh, so very kind of a cyberpunk future-esque s- sort of a film, but it would be interesting to see. The second one, you also got to travel more in space. I mean, so more distance in space was traveled in Aliens as opposed to Alien, and I'm going to pick the first one, Alien. Okay. Because I like the atmospheric stuff. Oh, don't get me wrong. I I enjoyed—that's my— like if you were to 
sit me down and ask me what my favorite like sci-fi based or even horror films alien is in the top five. Oh, okay. for sure. All right. It is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. Yeah. Mine as well. I think the reason that I want to be in the first one is the gadgets, the way the computers were, and just the the whole look of that ship. I'd want to be on that ship. I'd want to be crawling around that ship, preferably before the xenomorphs showed up. But, <laughs> you know, afterwards, too, because I would, I would explore the ship. I would know where to go. I would know where to hide. And uh, that's my answer, the first alien. Plus, they had that cool computer room or communications room, whatever that was. With mother? Yeah, mother. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> a little Danzig for you. On all this, of a sudden, we're at a Danzig On show. this Thursday night, it's the Alien Invasion Podcast. All right. All right, that's it. That's our answers to the question. Thank you for playing along. Boom. In the news... Your Alexa device can now help you escape a xenomorph. Did you know it could do that? Well, I knew you could uh, install Pikachu on it, and you could have Pikachu talk to you. Do you have an Alexa? Do you have an Echo? Oh, absolutely we do. Which one do you have? It's the tall cylindrical one. We have two dots. We have have one in the kitchen, we have one in the bedroom. Uh, what's what's your favorite what? thi- what's your favorite thing to do with with your with your echo with <laughs> alexa um you know we we play jeopardy with it like we'll lay in bed because we have ours in the bedroom as well we have another one out in the living room and uh we'll play jeopardy or we'll find like goofy alexa skills and like you know ask you know alexa can i talk to pikachu and then you know pika pika it's absolutely ridiculous, and and you know we have it tell us stupid jokes. We'll you know if we're folding laundry, we'll have it play music. Uh, but you know Jeopardy, that's okay. <laughs> kind of our thing. All right, I like the uh, Good Morning Alexa or Alexa Good Morning, and she'll spout off a fact about the day. Sometimes she'll have a funny joke to relate to it. Try that nice. next time. Yeah. Uh, The reason we're talking about this is there is a game starting today on Alien Day. It's a thing that 20th Century Fox started a few years ago to kind of promote the Alien film franchise because it's April 26th, and it's LV-426. That's the name of the moon in the first film that they go to and they discover the the alien pods. That's That's why today, April 26th, is Alien Day. So, one of the things that they introduced this year for Alien Day is an Alexa skill called Off-World Colony Simulator, a game in which you have to escape from a colony without getting eaten by a xenomorph. Now, this probably really kind of is up your alley, Brad, because you're a gamer anyways. (laughs) So, I got a feeling you're going to be trying this. I Yes. Yes, I will. Okay. Uh, Here's how you do it. Just go to your Echo or Alexa-enabled device and say, Alexa, open Alien Simulator. And I apologize for anybody listening to this podcast with their Alexa in the room because I probably woke it up. The game is simple. It's a simple turn-based mechanics where you start off in a base 
while Alexa provides you with some information about your surroundings. You get to choose what to do, go in a particular direction, search a room, or pick up items you find along the way. It plays like an old-school RPG where you make your way out of the colony before you run out of time or get eaten by an alien. Now, you may be wondering to yourself, wait a second, I'm doing all these things, but I'm not really keeping track you know, of the things I have or where I've gone. Thankfully, uh, the game's website provides a three-page character sheet that lets you track your inventory, health, and location. You can probably do that without it. You can probably make a a Google Doc or Note app on your phone, right? That would also work. Heck yeah. Uh, There's also a multiplayer sheet. If you play with a small group of friends, you split the responsibilities between the captain, who addresses Alexa, a navigator who keeps track of where you are, and an engineer who keeps track of the stats and the gear. Any questions so far? Nope, I'm good. All right. The navigating by voice aspect of this RPG uh, lends itself well to the claustrophobic alien franchise because it's up to the player to imagine their surroundings and keep track of where they are. Off-World Colony Simulator shows off the storytelling potential of home assistance, how voice commands provide a way to play out a story by taking control of a character. Just make sure you don't run into an alien in the shadows. Do you plan on, on playing it? Heck yeah. Hey, you could talk about that on Adventure Party. <sighs> I could. <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but it would it would fit the theme of the podcast. <laughs> you know, it's gaming. Not what you should do. No, that's cool. I'm totally I'm totally down for that. I wonder if this game has sound effects. You know, there was, and, and I did this story for Adventure Party a, a while back. Are you familiar with the Zork game? Yeah, I'm familiar with the name. I'm not sure of the gameplay of how it works. So it was a like a text-based adventure. So you'd say, you know, move north. You'd be given directions. You know, you'd be told, okay, there's, and this is all text-based. There's no audio. And it's like, okay, you enter a room, and to the north, there's a door, and to the south, there's, you know, a, a, a shelf with stuff on it. And and then you type in what you wanted to do. Well, Echo has a, a version of kind of like that, but basically you, you, you go on a little adventure. And it, but it uses audio snippets of, you know, like it's raining and you actually hear rain and stuff like that. And that's one of the the great benefits of, of the Echo because it is designed as an audio. I mean, it's designed to play music and things like that. So just a, a good way to highlight some of what it can do. It's a different dynamic. It's a different way of interacting with the Internet or interacting with the world just using audio. You have to kind of rethink how to do things. I also figured out is you have to know how to ask a question of Alexa because if it's too broad, if it's too just generic, she won't know what the hell you're talking about. So you got to be very specific when it comes to asking her a question. Yeah. So I think we're both in agreement that this is pretty awesome. This is very exciting. And uh, we're both going to be uh, playing the Offward Colony Simulator. So I'm guessing that we'll probably have this as one of our picks on a uh, future episode of the Alien Invasion. 
Looking forward to talking about it some more. Absolutely. Brad, behind you, a xenomorph. Get down. <laughs> if you have thoughts, feelings, or a strong opinion on the story that we just talked about, email aliens at gncasts.com. That's aliens at gncasts.com. Or call our voicemail number. Area code 805-328-3966, 805-328-3966. Thank you for your feedback. Follow this Galactic Network podcast on Twitter, like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Find us by searching for Galactic Network on all the major social networks or click on the icons at GNCast.com. Please identify the craft you witnessed. A black triangular three-dimensional shape, huge, just flying, hovering mimic. Shaped like almost like between an egg and like a teardrop. Two long cylinder objects flying over me. I can see the to be rotating and it was on circular to disc shape and it hovered for maybe about five minutes. All right, Brad, you've got something that somebody saw in the sky or on the ground that may or may not be a craft of extraterrestrial origin. Could be like uh, swamp gas. Could be a, a light from a reflection off uh, the moon or something like that. So uh, what do you got this week? Well, I went to the newfork.org website and I found something hot off the presses as of yesterday. This is a sighting from yesterday. Oh, wow. that That is very current. Reported this morning at 7.24 a.m. That would be central time if you're keeping track. Anyways, it uh, took place in Hayworth, Illinois, and it was a light that lasted for two to three minutes. So here we go. The person who is reporting this states, looking out the bedroom window, as my wife does at night before falling asleep, she noticed what she described as a purple light hovering off the east above the tree line. She asked me to look out and see what it was. I originally thought that it was a red light, possibly a tower beacon. However, after observing for a few seconds, I thought it moved. As we watched, it appeared to move upward again, but very slightly, so I was unsure if it moved. Then I saw a discernible movement, up and somewhat spiraled. It then slowly continued upward until it was above the line of sight from the window. My wife got up and went to the patio door and saw it go up overhead and vanish from her line of sight. She looks that way every night. Although she has seen what she described as strange objects, she has not seen this inexplicable light before. There's a lot going on there. Okay, let's break it down a little bit here. Break it down for you. They live at a house. His wife looks out the window before going to sleep every night. And this time she looked out there and she saw a purple light that was hovering above the tree line. And she was thinking, hey, I look out this window a lot. I don't think I've seen that before. She knows the territory well because she gazes into the, what's the word I'm looking for? Abyss. Abyss of the the yard. (laughs) (laughs) And the abyss, the abyss also. This is a familiar, I mean, it's their backyard is Mm -hmm. what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, she knows it very well because she looks out onto it every night. So if there's something amiss, she would notice it. 
And she was kind of wondering what was going on with that. So she said, husband, out, <laughs> investigate. What is this, the 1800s? Husband. Yes. Get the hence. <laughs> and uh, he ran outside and saw it. He thought it was a little bit more red in color than purple. And uh, he was uh, on the patio. So the way he's describing it, either the patio has a roof or he was right next to the house where the, you know, the roof would be just directly behind him because it sounds like it went up and over and he walked out away from the house so that he could turn around again to see where it had gone to. Uh, and he said that he noticed that it kind of spiraled upward and then pew, shot up into the night. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm usually pretty skeptic when it comes to lights in the night sky, you know, because they could be a star, they could be a reflection or something. But that actually sounds legit. Like it's something unexplainable this happens in when i took astronomy they mentioned the uh, uh autokinesis which is when you look at something in the sky especially if it doesn't have a whole lot of like stars around it it can look like it's moving on its own accord even when it isn't and that's just a function of your brain so that's always something that you know you have to be wary of but this this sounds like I mean, he said spiraling. Yeah. So because it's making a, if it were just kind of moving side to side or up and down, that would be one thing. But if it's like, you know, doing a corkscrew up into the air, and that's pew. really not autokinesis. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think our listeners appreciate the kind of people that we are when we talk about this stuff? Because I'm sure there's other podcasts hosted by people who know what they're talking about. <laughs> We're making jokes. We're like, oh, that could be blah, 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 blah. But I bet you there's some people out there on other alien-related podcasts who, like, study this stuff. And they, they'll give you every possibility of what that light could be. We're just like, oh, shut up. It's probably an alien craft. Nah, we don't do that. We, we you know, there's there's a little bit more to it than that. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, compared to other ones... That are like get in depth. I mean, we don't really get in depth. We're just kind of more of a casual alien related podcast. You're not wrong. I like it that way. I'm not going to change it. We're staying the way uh, we are, Brad. Yeah. I just had a thought about, you know, the wife. She stares out into the backyard every night. Do you think the she's, wife? The, the wife? Uh, do you think she's dreaming about like freedom from her cage of a man? That took a turn. <laughs> I am not going to uh, contribute to this conversation. She's wishing that she will get abducted, so she'll have a little excitement in her life. I, you know, little, anything's possible. Little wish. alien action, you know. It could be, it could be whatever it is. That's a little alien action. <laughs> That's enough. That really took a turn. If you like this podcast, the Alien Invasion and would love to support us in a very simple way, we ask that you go to gncasts.com slash support. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot com slash 
support and click on the Patreon link. Uh, now with Patreon, we're just asking for a few dollars a month. It's not per episode, it's per month at one, three, and five dollar levels. And each level has its own perk. Like you can get your name mentioned on our shows, not just this show, but all of our other podcasts that are part of the Galactic Network Network. You can get a whole message read and other perks, other other things that you'll get for your dollar, three dollar, five dollar a month support of the network. So again, go to gncasts.com slash support, click on that Patreon link, and I believe we also have a link to our Amazon affiliate link on that page as well. So if you're going to be doing some shopping on Amazon, uh, click that link and support us that way as well. GNCasts.com slash support. And we thank you. Watching, reading, playing, listening, making picks and warnings time. This is where we spotlight some kind of entertainment that we've enjoyed recently that has something to do with aliens in some form or another. And it's uh, my turn this week to talk about something that I enjoyed, and I enjoyed it very much. My wife and I enjoyed it. Lost in Space, the uh, brand-new Netflix series, Episode 1, Impact. Now, we have not gone beyond Episode 1 because things happened where our... Our PVR slash DVR got stacked with stuff. And we're like, man, we got to get through this stuff before we can get to that. So we've only watched the first episode, the pilot episode, but it's enough of a hook. And actually, she wasn't going to watch it originally. I watched it like halfway through one night while she was upstairs in bed. And I came up. I was so excited about the show. She's like, oh, maybe I should watch it. And then we watched the whole thing from start to finish, like the next night, and she loved it. So another show that we watched together as husband and wife. (laughs) This is based on the uh, 1960s show of the same name, Lost in Space, but with slight differences. I'll vaguely mention the differences. I don't want to give away too much if you've not watched this yet. Have you seen it? I have not. Okay. Okay. I think you would love it, Brad. Here's a uh, brief synopsis from IMDb. On the way to a space colony, a crisis sends the Robinsons hurtling towards an unfamiliar planet where they struggle to survive a harrowing night. Now, there was a bunch of exploring ships that were going to be sent out to various places, I believe. Maybe this colony. And the space station, it blew up. It blowed up. And uh, they had to abandon the space station in a quick way. And I guess they kind of got thrown by the explosion of the space station. And they got hurtled into the atmosphere of this nearby planet. And they crash landed. And a bunch of really, really bad stuff happens. Because the ship... The uh, what's it called? Saturn? Saturn? No. Jupiter the 1? Jupiter 2. Jupiter, Ju- Jupiter 2. Yeah. Okay. Ju- Saturn. Jupiter 2 crashes into this like arctic looking place. There's snow, there's ice, and the ship actually crash lands on some ice. So they abandon ship and the ship sinks. 
Whoops. In the water. And they're sitting out there going, what the hell are we going to do now? So they have spacesuits. Originally, it's supposed to be Will Robinson that would go down into the ship and grab what they needed. But one of the, the daughters jumped in before he could. She goes down there, grabs, I think it's like some kind of power generator, I believe, and something happens on the way up. I'm not going to say anything more. At one point, Will Robinson and his father, they go out looking for something. See, I'm I'm being very vague, Brad. I don't want to give away too much. They go out looking for something. They get separated, and he, uh, Will Robinson, ends up in this other area where he bumps into a familiar face if you've watched the original TV show. And that's, He didn't look that familiar from the... Uh... No, he looks a lot different than the original, but it's the same character. Okay. And there's an interesting twist, because on the original show, this character was on the Robinson ship from the get-go. But on this reboot, this Netflix version of Lost in Space, Will Robinson discovers this certain character. And its origin is different from the original show. Am I being vague enough? Uh, you know, if, if somebody had never watched this before, yes. Okay. From seeing the teaser trailer, that was the impression I got. That it wasn't how it was before, that it was a discovery on Will's part. Yeah. It's not your grandfather's Lost in Space, or it's not your father's Lost in Space. This is very much a new generation version of Lost in Space, and I like it a lot. It's very dramatic. It's got beautiful vistas, and I I hope that they get back into space the way the original show was, where they, they're trying to find their way home or trying to find a suitable planet to live on. I hope they're just not stuck on this one planet because that would be very disappointing. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of it. I'm going to give it four out of five flying saucers. Nice. And here's a cool thing that uh, you'll have to listen for. The original Lost in Space theme is played on this first episode. A, oh, cool. A more um, symphonic, kind of more dramatic version of the theme. Hmm. When I heard it, I'm like, there it is! That's so cool! <laughs> I was very intrigued because it looked like Parker Posey was playing Dr. Smith. She is. And she's not introduced in the first episode until the very end. Uh, that's another change. Uh, she's not where she was that character was in the original series. They've made a few changes. I'm fine with it because look at Battlestar Galactica. They pretty much redid that whole. Oh, yeah. It's not at all like the original. I've heard good reviews for the rest of the series, so I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. Please subscribe to this Galactic Network podcast by going to gncast.com slash subscribe or search iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or anywhere podcasts are offered. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Alien Invasion Podcast, a Galactic Network podcast. If you'd like to read more about the stories that we covered on this episode, click those links in the show notes. 
We'd like to thank Monkey Warhol for giving us our intro music. The song is called Alien Syndrome. You can find out more about his music and listen to his music at Monkey Warhol. That's W-A-R-H-O-L dot bandcamp dot com. Also, to Retward von Dürnberg, a composer from Germany, for our closing song called Be Water. Learn more about him and his music at The Caravel. The, like the, the, Caravel, C-A-R-A-V-E-L dot net. I went to the Caravel website, and B Water has actually played on radio in Europe. Really? It has. Ah, interesting. And I did actually have a short conversation with him. Sweet. Yeah. Like through chat or something? Uh, You know, you can go to the Caravel and sign up and you can actually get information on songs that he's working on, uh, information about him. Uh, He does a little bit of a blog about music theory and instruments and things like that. It's really kind of interesting. Cool. So if you're a music lover, this uh, go to the Caravel. Absolutely. Okay. Also, uh, finally, thanks to Ben Olson. Hi, Ben. You're sleeping on the job there, Brad. <laughs> I was drinking my soda, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> thanks for uh, recording the disclaimer audio at the very start of the episode. BenOlson.com is his website. Go check it out. Thanks for joining us. Before we get out of here, final thought. Brad, what do you got? Infinity War. Got it on the brain. Full of aliens. Full of comic book heroes. What's his name again? Thanos. Thanos. (laughs) It looks freaking awesome. I can't wait to see it. I'm pretty pretty psyched. Yeah. All right. Until we meet again... Uh, I changed up the end. I, I changed up the ending, and I'm all thrown off now. <laughs> That's all right. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to gncast.com. That's gncast.com.